The next chat uh, being Wellness Corner now, discussing children's nutrition, mostly malnutrition and obesity as the focus. So South Africa has a double burden of malnutrition. One in four children, that is 27%, under the age of five, is stunted. And in stark contrast, one in eight is overweight. Severe acute malnutrition is one of the three leading causes of child deaths, and the number of stunted and overweight children is increasing. Researchers of the South African Child Gage said that malnutrition and child obesity is slowly eating away at children's potential, eroding their physical health and cognitive development and undermining their education and economic prospects. And it drives an intergenerational cycle of poverty, malnutrition and ill health that comes at a huge cost for individual children, their families and the South African economy. Okay, so this is courtesy of Mail and Guard but also the South African Child Gage. Welcoming now Muloko Mishlape, who is a dietitian and partner at afrinurse.com. Good morning, Muloko. Thank you for joining us. Morning, and thank you for having me. Okay, so, so when should we start as parents to monitor our child's nutrition as they develop? At what age around should we be starting to look at this? Actually, from the moment they are born, because um, what are we going to feed our children after preconception, actually? What are you eating as a mother before you conceive? What do you eat during pregnancy? What you are going to feed your child the first six months? For instance, children who are breastfed exclusively for six months and then complementary food are introduced at six months with continued breastfeeding for two years. These children will be less at risk of developing chronic diseases of lifestyle later in life. Where else children who are formula fed mm. um, are more likely to uh, develop chronic diseases of lifestyle later in life. That is why you always see us uh, trying to promote uh, breastfeeding because we know the benefits. They are not just from the moment a child is born. Mm. There are long-term benefits. So we need to watch their diet from preconception as during pregnancy when they are born and also try to make sure that we don't introduce um, complementary food very early because that is the common thing that uh, most people do. They will start feeding the child at two months, at three months, which is also not healthy. And when it comes to um, pregnancy nutrition, if you are not eating enough preconception and during pregnancy, you might end up having a child who is um, a low birth weight. They mm. are born very small and um, they might struggle with uh, catching up on, on, on weight or on, on the length or the height later in life, contributing to malnutrition. So, I mean, if it goes back as far as pregnancy, does it mean that those prenatal vitamins that are prescribed to pregnant women are not enough on their own? They are, but remember supplements are adding on the on the diet that you are having. Okay. You know, so we need to make sure that we have balanced meals, we have a high quality diet, and we try to avoid eating for two as well, as we might end up having uh, babies who are big at birth, and that can contribute to the, their weight later in life. So it's not just about supplements, but the overall nutrition 
preconception, during pregnancy, and what we feed the child after we are born. Okay, let's get definitions then in terms of what is malnutrition and what is obesity, uh, specifically in children. Okay, the terms malnutrition and undernutrition are often used interchangeably, but they mean two different things. When when we uh, say a child is is malnourished, it means there is an imbalance in their diet. This can be lack of proper nutrition, not having enough food to eat, not eating enough of the right foods or the right quality foods, or eating too much of certain foods. So mansion is an umbrella term for poor nutrition, mm. and it includes both um, obesity, uh, that is uh, caused by excessively eating uh, a lot of fat, uh, a lot of energy, a lot of sugary things. So malnutrition also includes undernutrition. Undernutrition refers more to a deficiency of a nutrient. It can be protein energy malnutrition, where one is not consuming enough energy or enough protein for their growth, or lack of vitamins and minerals such as calcium that can lead to um, problems with uh, bone, uh, development. So when we talk about malnutrition, we're referring to both overnutrition mm. that can lead to overweight and obesity and undernutrition, which is lack of uh, nutrients. So in South Africa, 27% of children get stunted. They, they uh, you know, struggling then from malnutrition. Are there types of malnutrition and, and which ones affect our children the most? Okay, we have what we call underweight. So underweight is when a child's age, you know, we use this growth chart, this growth uh, chart when we're trying to monitor the growth of children. So when a child is, is underweight, is when we plot their weight um, against their age. And then if, um, uh, when we plot that, the weight for age is below negative two, that score, mm-hmm. then a child is considered underweight. And then we have stunting. Stunting is when height for age we plot the height against a child's age then if it's below negative two that's gone on the growth child then we say a child is stunted stunting is more associated with chronic protein energy malnutrition that halts a child's growth hence the children become very short and when it comes to stunting because it's uh, associated with chronic malnutrition it affects a child's uh, organ development and that will also affect their brain function they will struggle at school and uh, they will struggle in the form of, uh, in the sense of um, the rate uh, at which uh, they are thinking and also their cognitive their overall cognitive function and then we have wasting when we assess wasting, we plot a child's weight against their length or their height. So, and then if it's below negative to standard um, uh, deviation, then we say a child is wasted. So, when it comes to wasting, it indicates recent severe weight loss, which may be due to diseases such as diarrheal diseases. Maybe a child has been having diarrhea for quite some time and they've lost a lot of weight. Then Mm -hmm. when we plot their weight against their length or height, it will be below negative to 
that schools and we are we will say that child is wasted then the last one is obesity childhood obesity which is a condition whereby a child has has accumulated so much body fat that it might have a negative impact on their health so this puts them at risk of chronic diseases of lifestyle so with um childhood obesity what we do we need to check the child's weight their height and we calculate what we call the body mass index or bmi yeah. and then after calculating the bmi we plot uh, the bmi for age and it will tell us if they are normal weight they are overweight or they are obese all right Okay, so then uh, obesity is more something that can lead to chronic diseases, but it, it doesn't really affect the brain development so much and the cognitive functioning. Yes, but it can affect a child's confidence, their self-esteem as well. Mm. So, you know, most children who are obese, they are bullied at school and all that. So it does affect uh, their mental state in a way. So there's been a rise, I mean, in, in food baskets in recent months, and there, there's been, sure, uh, we're paying so much for food, eh? Uh, yeah. And also we know the pandemic has played its own role in, in our access to food as well, especially in poorer communities that were already struggling. What mm-hmm. alternatives then can we uh, introduce in, into homes that can sort of, uh, I don't know, strike some kind of balance and, and try and curb against, uh, you know, uh, these issues, especially around malnutrition? Okay, I think we need to start by um, teaching the parents what a healthy, balanced diet is. Because when you talk healthy eating, a lot of people think it has to be something that is really fancy. It has to be something that is really expensive. Uh, But when we look back, our parents used to eat quite healthy. Mm. So uh, we can look for cheaper sources of protein, like dried beans. Mm. You know, when growing up, we're eating red kidney beans. We can try those as a source of protein. Mopani worms are high in protein. They are high in zinc, high in iron. That is another way that we can try and increase uh, children's protein intake. And these are dried foods, especially in in, in, uh, those areas where um, they don't have access to electricity or access to fridges. Mm. So these don't need any refrigeration. Dried beans. And back in the days, we would consider eggs as another source of protein that is not expensive. But in the recent years, like eggs have become really expensive. We can use tinned fish, peanut butter, and soya. These are sources of protein. Most children who suffer from malnutrition is mainly protein, energy, malnutrition. So we need to teach the parents the balance, how much energy the children will need how to balance their meals, uh, cheaper sources of protein. The other thing that we can try and do is to teach them how to grow their own fruits and vegetable yes. gardens. I see this is why I love it. <laughs> Let's get into yes. agriculture. Yes, we need to start doing this. And then this will uh, decrease the amount of money that we spend um, on um, buying fruits and vegetables, which are... Um, foods that are um, needed for a well-functioning immune system. 
And we don't need uh, that much, you know, space in terms of ground when we say we plant our own, because literally, even when you have a balcony, you can have sort of a vertical farming situation on your balcony there. Very when you start true. small, Very it will make a difference. Yes, always start small. You can even in, incorporate your herbs that we can use at home to season your food instead yeah. of uh, using a lot of salt in your food. So what are the most common signs? What should parents be looking out for when they suspect their child could be obese? Okay, I think um, with uh, o- with uh, obesity or just malnutrition. With obesity? Well, let's start with, with ob- obesity and then we'll go to malnutrition. Okay, with obesity, a child will have, um, it is, like I said, it's associated with low self-esteem or lack of uh, confidence. So, but I cannot say there are signs that you can see. Maybe you can just see that uh, this baby is bigger than they appears. But when it comes to obesity, we need to do measurements to diagnose someone as being obese. Yeah, because some kids might be big built because they're from a family of people who are tall and big. And then you don't know, is this child overweight or is it just... Yeah, so that is why we need to do uh, measurements. We need to measure the weight. We measure the, 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 the height. And then we calculate the body mass index. When we calculate the body mass index is when we um, take your weight, we divide it by your height twice. Mm. And then uh, it should, in adults, it should give us between 18.5 and 25 to be considered a healthy individual. But in children, we use BMI for age charts. We approach there and they'll be able to tell us if a child is underweight, normal weight, overweight, or obese. Okay, so let's look at the common signs then on the malnutrition side. Let's start, because you gave us three types. Let's start with being underweight, and then uh, you'll tell us what we look out for for stunting, and then you'll tell us what we look out for for wasting. Okay, normally the signs, because uh, most of the time uh, when children are having this, it's at the same time. That is why we have severe acute malnutrition. When a child is severely underweight, severely stunted, and um, severely wasted. So uh, some of the signs uh, is poor appetite. The child is not really um, eating well. That's now we're talking about undernutrition. Mm. Uh, this child's appetite has um, decreased. This child is having diarrhea quite frequently, which is more associated with uh, wasting. Then the other thing that we do, we measure the um, um, mid-upper arm circumference, we measure them on the arm, and then it should be, when we measure the mid-upper arm circumference, it should be above 12.5. If it's below that, then a child is um, undernourished. Uh, Vomiting can be another sign Mm -hmm. of um, undernutrition. And there are other signs that we can observe. You'll find out that um, the child's hair is very sparse or it's very uh, brittle, it's very thin, and the color is turning more into the blondish sort of. That is when we assess um, uh, protein energy malnutrition. Then we can come to the eyes, and then we check uh, the conjunctiva, which is just on the, um, on the, just next to the eyelid, the paleness. If the eyes are pale, then we know that the child is more, um, iron deficient. Then we can also look at, at the mouth. If they have lesions on the corners of the mouth, then we know that the child is having uh, vitamin B 
deficiencies. Okay. Then we come to the ribs as well. If the ribs are more visible, and then we can uh, suspect protein energy malnutrition. The arms, if they are very thin, and the legs, if they are very thin, then we can uh, suspect protein energy malnutrition that leads to a waist being underweight and uh, stunted. So, okay, let's advise now for parents. What should a, a typical breakfast consist of for, for children? Okay, we have four different types of food groups that don't function the same in the body. The first one is uh, starchy foods, um, which the internet usually tells us that starchy foods are not good. But in actual fact, starchy foods are um, uh, the body's preferred form of energy. And they give us a fiber for a healthy uh, that they, they give us vitamins and minerals as well. Mm. So a healthy breakfast should consist of a healthy starch or complex starches, which is more of our brown starches. You know, it can be a, a cereal like um, marele porridge. It can be um, all bran flakes, uh, two slices of brown bread as part of the starches. Mm. A healthy breakfast needs to consist of a protein, which are food for the muscles. So we can get that in our meat, in our dried beans, in our eggs, in our dairy products. So a healthy breakfast can have, let's say we're having a cereal, we can add milk to it as part of the protein. Or if we're having brown bread, we can add something like cheese or beans as mm-hmm. uh, the protein source. And then the third group that we have is fruits and vegetables, which are food for the immune system. So in our children's cereals, we can try and add um, whatever food that we have in the house is to strike a balance. And then um, we have what we call healthy fat. Not all fat is unhealthy. Mm-hmm. There is fat that children should consume in order for their hormones to be produced in the body and for the hormones to be um, balanced. So we get uh, that from things like avocado and for brain development as well. Okay. We get them from your avocado. You get the, that from your olives. You get that from your nuts, olive oil, canola oil, and um, what am I forgetting? Uh, Fish like uh, sardines, they have Mm -hmm. healthy fat and seeds. So let's say you're giving your child oats in the morning. That is healthy starch. We add milk to it. That is protein. We add maybe uh, some banana. Then that is uh, your fruit portion of the breakfast. We can just add a teaspoon of seeds or peanut butter as the fat. So in a sense that now we have a balanced breakfast. We have food for energy, mm. food for growth, and we have food for immunity and food for hormones all in one place. Awesome. Okay, well, we appreciate you shedding light on this matter. Afrinurse.com, how do people connect there and uh, your social media handles as well? It's www.afrinurse.com. Uh, and then they can also find me on uh, social media, uh, Dietitian Moloko on both Instagram and um, Facebook, and also on Twitter, I'm Dietitian Moloko. Thanks so much again for your time. We appreciate it, Moloko. Thank you so much. Moloko Mishape, Dietitian and Partner at AfriNurse.com in our Wellness Corner, talking children's nutrition, malnutrition and obesity. I think we'll have her again and talk something else because, uh, uh, yeah, we need to talk more around children's malnutrition or nutrition rather and uh, other things that we need to look out for. We only just touched on a few today, but at least we gave you the basis for what we need, right?